This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform, and this is episode four of Sunday with Susan. And so we today are going to be talking about digestion, or as I affectionately said to Susan in text message, poop talk. And so, Susan, let's talk a little bit about, because you you talked, and, and our practice is similar, where immediately you're going to often talk about bowel movements and digestion and things of this nature. And I know that this was a really big topic of the Good Mood Diet. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up is because of the change in my life that you made. I've said this before, (laughs) that some of the things that I internalized as it relates to eating you know, I didn't avoid, you know, carbohydrates, but I would tend to focus a little bit more on starches and sort of avoided whole grains, like even the good kind, right, um, for a long time. I've always had yogurt. Um, I've had kombucha, things of this nature. But reading the Good Mood Diet and talking to you, and it's just got me all kimchi out. Right. It's got me all, you know, thinking in terms of of digestion. And I I have to tell you, it's been a life changer. And I think that many people that are constipated coming from ketogenic dieting or intermittent fasting or just eating low. Talk a little bit about how your body is simply when you eat in that way. It's just trying to get all the nutrients it can about their food, that food. And so there's just not a lot of waste there. It's not just the waste. So our waste is only partially the non-digestible fiber, or indigestible fiber, right? The rest of what we excrete from our colon are bacteria, are our cells of the the beings that populate our gut, our gut biome, it's really there and they die off, right? And we excrete them. And that's a quite a significant mass of what we excrete on a daily basis. And so the only thing that, well, the things that feed those healthy cultures, yeasts, bacteria, um, are fibers. They are indigestible for us, but they are digestible and the food for the biome. And so um, we call those fibers prebiotics and they are critically important because if we're what happens to us if we don't get fed? We starve and we die. The same thing happens to the cultures in our gut. So when we avoid carbohydrate-rich foods, which are the richest in the fibers that that are uh, the most abundantly feed our biome. And of course, there's other fibers from vegetables that are lower in, in, in starch, but are particularly whole grains, really whole grains, um, the actual like quinoa, the actual grain, quinoa is a seed, but Hamet and farro and buckwheat, all of those various grains, they contain fiber that is the food for our gut biome. 
And when we don't eat those, two things happen. We lose the healthy populations in our gut and we allow the pathological or the unhealthy populations that are always there in balance to rise up. And so we get inflammation. We get um, just cramping, pain, um, bloating, all kinds of problems. And down the road, we can have other more pathological problems of bowel and gut um, disease. So having whole grains in the diet, in fact, the current most abundant data that we have on health, and particularly people 25 to 50 years old in this country, the number one cause of a low quality of life, so you know, uh, poor health and, and, and mortality, death, is not too much of something, it's not enough whole grains. And so those whole grains, when you consume them, different than what most people think, they have decreased gut inflammation. You have decreased, um, diff whatever problems you're having typically will, will be reduced because they're disease preventive and they're health promoting. And the issue that everyone seems to associate with inflammation of their gut from grains, it's not from true whole grains, but it may be from highly processed or ultra processed grain foods. That is, the, that is a key because you're getting a lot of starch or a lot of sugar without any fiber. So it, it's interesting that you say that, and I'm gonna give a shout out to Green in the Grain, which is the place that uh, I have lunch with, with my wife on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays typically. And one of the reasons why we do it is because of the advice of Susan. And I mean, I, I, I want to tell everyone actual truth, right? And I'm just not gonna get too graphic with it, but it's a game changer. Right. And if you know that, you know, I mean, first of all, like Susan's saying, we're not talking about overly processed, like even even whole wheat that you see in the, the grocery store might be processed. Right. We're not really talking about that. We're talking about, you know, farro, you know, um, what we you know them all. I, I'm buckwheat, not right. Buckwheat, camet, quinoa, brown rice, or any other color except white. Uh, there's red rice. There's black rice. Um, there's there's all you know just wonderful whole grains that you can buy in the, in in boxes in the regular grocery store. You can get them on Amazon if they're not in your grocery store. They don't take much more time to cook than cooking rice or cooking quinoa. It's about 15 to 20 minutes max. And, and you can make cold salads with them. You can do all kinds. Buckwheat is especially delicious. And, and there's, I mean, they really are delicious, easy. They hold well. You can make a big pot of it one day and then do all kinds of different things with it. Or go to the store 
go to the restaurant, go to your neighborhood grain bowl place, salad place, and do have whole grains in your in your salad because it is a game changer. It makes for a healthy gut. And in fact, it's not just dieters. The number one reason why people miss their daily training, going and working out, is because of gut upset. That is the number one reason why people miss their exercise routine. So is there, so this is a stab in the dark, but is there a relationship to um, the blood sugars and things of this nature? Is it, would it affect things more positively in that regard? Well, when you're eating whole grains and not eating lots of highly processed, refined sugars and starches, you are, um, you have a lot more fiber every time you eat. Fiber slows down digestion because it slows stomach emptying. And so there is more of a drip, drip, drip or a time release um, because we know that, that fiber just slows the process. Now, we're not saying absorption if it all would hit the gut at the same time. But the fact is, when you have something with fiber or high fiber, it slows down stomach emptying. And that's what slows the whole process down. So, um, and when you eat a mixed meal, it also slows down. Like you add protein, you add fat. Um, the point about, about whole wheat, so that's, now we're talking about flour, right? So nobody has to eat bread. Nobody has to eat pasta. However, if you enjoy it, the, the key is to use products made, if you're looking at 100% whole wheat, you want them um, stone ground. Stone ground whole wheat flour really is whole wheat flour. Everything else labeled 100% whole wheat, if it does not say stone ground, it is not 100% whole wheat. And that is kind of the conspiracy, unfortunately, of our government that has allowed that to be legal labeling. Um, when, when we buy, and, and that is what's causing, I believe, this is my opinion, based on the years of talking with people and understanding what's in our food supply is that most people think they get their grains, and they do, from processed foods, which is pasta and, and you know, flour-based foods. And if they're buying things that are 100% whole wheat and they're having stomach issues, it's because it really is not 100% whole wheat, typically. Uh, so steel rolled flour, which is 98% of all the flour, 94% of all the flour in this country and all the products made from flour in this country are processed down to white flour. And then they add back a proportion of the fiber. And it is nothing near what really whole wheat is. So, also, so, so one more thing. Also, when you buy um, just a regular loaf of bread, even at 100%, if it says 100% whole wheat flour, which I just said it is not, it is also very rapidly raised. It, they use a lot of yeast and a lot of, you know, at least 70 other compounds to make that sort of industrial commercial loaf of bread, rather than the slow fermentable wild yeast rise from a sourdough starter. 
those two things make bread very digestible and very healthy. And many people who can't eat any regular bread can eat that bread without a problem. So, um, so stone ground whole wheat flour and and a, a sourdough rise technique. So, a couple things before we shut it down. Um, you've given a lot of information. If you haven't listened to our previous Sundays with Susan, we've talked a lot about whole grains and the demonization unnecessarily of whole grains. You know, if you're conscious of carbs um, and you might, you know, have a reason to be, maybe you don't exercise extremely or something of this nature. The grains that we're talking about, especially when you look from a net carb perspective, actually have a great profile, even if you're conscious of carbs. So kind of keep that in mind because you can improve your your gut health in that regard. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, and this happens a lot in, in especially a low carb community where they're just eating a fiber supplement to make up for the difference. And one of the things that I've heard of many times, you know, in, in my line of work is people will all often experience like hemorrhoids and things of this nature because digestion is so difficult. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it, there's a, there's a part of me and, and I'm pretty sure Susan agrees with this. There's a part of me that has a sympathy towards the people that are trying to come up with a very simplistic solution for people that are looking for a simplistic solution. Mm-hmm. We get that struggle. Right. And we get it from your perspective when you're like, oh, it's just all so confusing. This doesn't need to be confusing. Right. When you add in a strategic amount of carbohydrates, you don't have to go to something like a fiber supplement. Right. Which truthfully is, you know. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because from my perspective, a fiber supplement if you were taking it gradually with food, it might be a little bit better. But I think the way that most people take it is sort of this big dump of fiber, right? And it may or may not help. Right. So just as you said, what we're talking about, a half a cup of whole grain, which is incredibly satisfying when you eat it. It's filling. It tastes good. It's warm. It's cozy. It's comfortable food. It's 15 grams of carbohydrate. I mean, it's just not like, you know, mammoth amounts of carbohydrate, you know, nothing like if you were eating a Cinnabon or something, right? I mean, we're just we're just eating a little 15 grams of carb. The recommendation I would say is I'd like you to do that three times a day. That's what that's where the data is super healthy. When you eat the whole food, you are getting an array of of soluble and water soluble and water insoluble fibers. They have different functions. You're also getting all the other good stuff from that food. When you take a fiber supplement, you may or may not be getting in the fiber that is right for you and your biome. We don't know. Everyone's is a little bit different and you only are giving it one. You've got you know, the, the poor bacteria have no choice. They're getting bread and water, and, and that's it, right? And it's not even 100% whole grain. <laughs> you know, 
And so, so they're, they're, it may be feeding them, it may not. And then the risks, and there are risks. And I have known many people who have ended up with bowel obstructions from, from supplementing with fiber. Because without enough fluid, that fiber is, is, it's not attached to any other food. It just can gum up, depending on the type of fiber, into a ball and create a blockage in your intestines. And now you're really screwed. So, and, and what, where's the enjoyment in that fiber supplement? So start with one serving a day. If you don't, if you can't fathom three, start with one. It's 15 grams of carb. It will make a remarkable difference in how you feel and you will enjoy it, which is, it's very important to be enjoying your food while you, while you go along. And, and so that's, those are really the keys is that food works in a much different way than supplements. And so restricting your enjoyment and adding in something that's really not enjoyable at all when it it's such a wonderful solution and the reason that fiber matters and the reason we're talking about this and the reason you get constipated is because your um, intestines are surrounded by muscles and those muscles have to push against something to push what is in them through and so when you only have this teeny little poop there's your 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 intestines can't work against anything to get it through and so it sits there and then it it gets dried out and, and then it gets stuck. And so instead, if when you have fiber that can fill with water and you've got a mass, it easily moves through your gut and then your gut stays healthier, the, the biome is healthier, everybody is working in there and doing their job. Well, we're gonna end on that note. So Susan, <laughs> I appreciate you saying it. I know it's a difficult topic to talk about sometimes, but you know, in our world, this is common, you know, not a big deal at all and really important. And so, you know, I like I said, you know, if you're being conscious of overly processed uh, flours and sugars and things like that, that's a, that's a great move, right? Mm -hmm. But don't throw out the baby with the bathwater when there's a lot of great options here that will help you with digestion and you'll just feel a lot better. And I know because since meeting Susan, I've introduced a lot more of that type of stuff too. And it's been a, a really big game changer. So I appreciate you being here and enjoy your trip to Singapore. Thank you. Bye, Susan. Bye, Paul. <laughs>